Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Here we go, Football Friday. The roundtable is underway. Sal Capaccio joins Bulldog and me, Mike Shope, on the West Her Hotline. I don't know. Every, everything, Sal, I want to say is just kind of so obvious, just how exciting this moment is. Dallas at home, 425. Uh, the stakes, of course. Dallas having a great season. The Bills needing wins. And I think generally to most looking like a team capable of getting on a roll here. So um, I don't really have anything that interesting here to start. I know it's terrible. Like, it's the this is, this is appointment <laughs> radio, but come on. Like, I, it's just huge. It's just huge. We know it. This is um, – the interesting takes care of itself in this game. Everything about the game is just interesting. Right. You, you know, this is – I was thinking – I was thinking about you the other day because I was thinking about the announcers in this game. It's on Fox and how, like, this would be a – Madden Summerall game. <laughs> that's what it would be. It would be a Madden Summerall game. Um, that's, you know, Fox, it's the only game in their national window. Super important. It's, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, uh, the Bills with Josh Allen. This is a this is as good as it gets here in the regular season, I guess, when it comes to, you know, the brand of these two teams and the star players and what it means for both teams. How, how big a deal is the lack of familiarity? these teams have that it's not like a a regular opponent like they're both capable of scoring a lot of points like do you feel like there's an advantage one way or the other the offense or the defense when teams don't see each other as frequently as a team like this I guess you should have said the same thing about Philadelphia a few weeks ago I would say generally yes but you have to look at coaches um Dan Quinn you know the, the the Bills are familiar with him they've faced a lot of defenses over the years that are kind of of that ilk or his, you know, what what he's coached, you know, uh, his tree, if you will. So I don't think from that really standpoint mm-hmm. that's going to matter as much. You know, they'll be they'll be familiar with that. Um, you know, but I, so so I think when it comes to systems, that's what really matters. It's not the opponent. Yeah, you get a little bit on players. The Bills, the, you know, a lot of the players they played against four years ago in Dallas, but you know, what can you really tell from there? But it's really more about systems. And, you know, they can go both ways. And, you know, I think especially because the Bills have a new offensive coordinator uh, that's just been added. There are a lot less tendencies that are on film that the Cowboys can prepare for. But, yeah, I think generally if you're not playing a team you see very often, it's a bit of a a challenge for both teams. But you just basically fall back on who's the coach, what is their system, what do they like to do. I think about this, I like this question, for when when it comes to Allen. 
Sal. I looked up Quinn. So Quinn would have been the Atlanta coach when the Bills beat Atlanta um, early on. That's is that even Allen? I guess it is. Right, early that one year. No, it's 2017. It's no. not Allen yet. It's not Allen yet. It's the year Correct. before that. And so, Quinn, was Quinn gone from there when the Bills beat them in the stretch run in 21? Yes. He's yes. Gone from there by then. I think maybe this is his yes, first game against Allen. And that that is just like he's such a unique player that, um, you know, I mean, this is a very accomplished coach. I'm, I'm sure he won't be just lost or anything, but Allen is so different. <laughs> uh, so I, to Bulldog's question, I like that part of things for the Bills. Yeah, I do too. Um, and then Dan Quinn, I'm trying to think. i got to go to his reference page. I'm trying to look it up. There was somebody. I can't remember what team they played this year. Maybe you guys can help me. They played a team this year. And I remember asking some of the players about, you know, hey, you know, what do they bring? And they said, oh, it's the Dan Quinn defense. But I don't remember who it was, to be quite honest with you. And I'm trying to look back. Was it Jacksonville, maybe? Might have been Jacksonville. Was, was he there? And maybe that's what they're running. But, but that might have been it. But I remember the Bills players. Somebody said that to me. Like, yeah, it's the Dan Quinn yeah. defense. So, you know, we kind of know what they're going to do there. Yeah, the, 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 the big piece there, I mean, is obviously Parsons, Sal. And I, we were talking earlier um, you know, we can remember the Bills doing a great job on, say, Max Crosby, right? One one edge rusher, and the Bills really shut him down. And the rest of the year, it's early enough in the season, you see the Raiders play other games, and you see Max Crosby just wreaking havoc, and, and, and sort of the job the Bills did on him, sort of your appreciation for it might grow as you watch this guy wreck other teams' game plans, and mm-hmm. the Bills kind of shut him down. Parsons, I feel like, is just a different dude in that, he just – they put him everywhere, and I think that's maybe a little harder to try to prepare for and give help and all that kind of stuff just because they're so creative using him. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, it's communication is key, right? I talked with a couple of guys about that this week. Uh, <coughs> see, Connor McCover, who played with him, who played with the Cowboys, obviously came from Dallas to Buffalo, and then um, – Deion Dawkins and asked asked that same question. What's the challenge? This guy moves around all over the all over the place. He's on the outside. He's at linebacker. He's on the interior. And really, their their number one answer was communication. You know, you just have to know where he is and talk to each other and have some calls set out where you slide your protections and things like that. The good news is, um, you know, the Bills being at home, they'll be able to communicate because when they're on the field, obviously the crowd's going to be a little quieter. So that'll help them. You know, you always talk about the crowd noise impacting the other team. In this case, it'll help the Bills because they'll be able to communicate that stuff up front to know exactly where, you know, Micah Parsons is. I, I think back, though, the Bills have done a really good job this year against very good pass rushers and right. fronts. Now, the Jets, they had their moments, there's no doubt. Um, they have a bunch of guys. Um, I, think, I think Josh Allen for the Jags, he had, a, he had some decent times as well. But you think what they did against Max Crosby against Bradley Chubb. You think what they did against Washington's entire front when they had mm-hmm. Chase and Sweat and Allen and Payne all together at that time. Um, so I think the Bills have done a good job with all of that. Um, and, you know, they'll have a plan. But this guy, you could have the greatest plan in the world. This guy, though, his talent can just take over a game at any point. Since yeah. we're on the Dallas defense, unless Bulldog has more on Parsons, I'm just going to bring Stephon Gilmore's name up. Uh, yeah. Just so many interesting parts of of this game, players and and storylines. Gilmore has, of course, done well for Dallas, and you know, coming back to the Bills here, we'll you know we'll see how they use him, and you know what the Bills can do with Parsons, with Gilmore in general on offense. Here, they have been so much more about their running backs here with Joe Brady, and that includes throwing the ball. But Cook has been the the guy 
whose role has really changed here in these three games. And can they, you know, win a shootout if that's what it's going to take here? And there's weather to think about, too. Um, can -hmm. they do that uh, this way will be a big question. So the weather won't be as bad as it was, even if it does rain a little bit, which it might. Pat Hammer said that, you know, we might be looking at light rain. I think about, like, the Philly game. That was a constant rain the whole game. And the Bills scored 34 points. That's right. You know, against the Philadelphia Eagles. Think about the rain last week in the Rams-Ravens game and all the points that were scored there. I mean, Eric Wood always says if the officials do their jobs correctly, the ball doesn't doesn't really get wet. It stays dry. You're going to have moments here or there maybe, and it might be footing more than anything. Um, and especially, you know, a, a, a slick turf like here in Buffalo, but that won't be um, as did, big of a what deal. What did Pat say about wind, Sal? Because wind, wind is a big part of that yes. team, more, more so even than the precipitation. It's it's the wind. He said it's going to be breezy, but it's not going to be overbearing. Okay. Um, you're probably looking at like 15 to 20 mile an hour gusts at times, but it's not like it's going to be constant. So it's okay. going to be pretty be- breezy. Probably nothing that we've never seen. And you go there like, yeah, it's a little windy, but yeah. you know the Bills have Josh Allen, of course. Might impact the a ball's up in the air on a punt. Maybe that's where it impacts it a little bit. It doesn't feel like he's too concerned with how it might impact the actual game. Yeah, 15 to 20 miles an hour for gusts is not to me untenable. Like, you know, it's not one of those Correct. days where you – I remember being there for other games and walking out of the press box afterward. Like, we spend two hours talking about how the Bills couldn't move the ball through the air. And I walk out of the press box and think, like, I can't even walk to my truck yeah. in this win. Like, right. how in the world were these guys supposed to play football uh, and throw the ball right. effectively? 15 to 20 gusts doesn't sound like that. That I'm, I'm standing down on being that worried about the weather at this point. Yeah, I, I me too. Um, you know, it – if you're going to sit out there for three hours, it's not the most ideal conditions, of course, sure. right? Light rain and yeah. some wind. But as far as a football game, it just doesn't feel like – and even Pat said, like, it it might not rain at all at most of the game. We'll, we'll see. But there's going to be rain in the area. It could be light rain. could be for some of it. could be for all of it. But it's not going to be that bad at all. Um, as far as James Cook and the running game, you know, so the, the Cowboys play a lot of dime defense, three safeties. You look at, like, their snap count usage, safeties are very high. They like four safeties that play a lot of time. They're DBs. They, get, they put a lot of DBs on the field. One of them is Malik Hooker. Malik Hooker is listed as questionable for the game. He did practice today in a limited capacity for the Cowboys. I guess he told reporters that, you know, he feels like he's going to play. He's pretty encouraged. Uh, so it's trending that way. But he's dealing with an injury, and he is out of all their guys, he's the third highest snap count guy in the defense, let alone secondary. He's the highest guy when it comes to safeties. So they like to play three safeties. He's a very big part of that. But their basic system is to play a lot of dime. I think that's light box. I think that's James Cook. I, If you want to keep – you can do two things here. You can keep the ball away from the Dallas Cowboys, and you can continue to use James Cook and, and the role that he's had running the football the way they have. I know it's not sexy. You have Josh Allen. You want to throw – we've talked about outscoring this team. I get it. But I think there's an opportunity here to slow this game down a little bit and use James Cook and move the sticks because they play a lot of dime defense. Literally, Zach Wilson threw for 300 yards last week in the rain. So uh, point <laughs> point right. taken. Point taken. <laughs> right. Hey, I, I don't want to make this sound like the construction job is done. But while we're in the midst of constructing the game plan, just let everyone know that's brought to you by Admar Construction Equipment and Supplies, official construction equipment supplier of the Buffalo Bills, equipment you need when you need it. Kincaid here, Sal. He's healthy. Knocks back. Yep. Um, how do you see the Bills playing it? You know, j- just neutral situations here. What are they? What, what do they want to look like? Maybe starting this game, personnel wise. You know, I do think the Bills still want to run a lot of twelve personnel the way they have, but I really like how they did it last week. 
Um, you know, they're running 12 personnel, but really their tight ends are more like wide receivers, like we've talked about. And yeah, they can line them up as traditional tight ends, but what they're doing is they're putting them in spots where teams have to treat them like wide receivers, and then you throw James Cook into the mix. And what happens is, and that really kind of gets your eyes to maybe somewhere where it shouldn't be. And if you watch Dan Orlovsky's breakdown, it was really good this week about how the Bills did that. And <laughs> the Chiefs left the Chiefs left James Cook uncovered on the one down the seam, of course. They left Dawson Knox uncovered on another play where James Cook came out. So it kind of puts you in a little bit of a bind. The other thing I like, and I'm going to reference Orlovsky again because he does so much of this film breakdown. He was really good. The Cowboys are a very, very good defense metric-wise when it comes to just kind of a team just playing with no motion. Like, they're one of the best in the league. But once you throw motion in, the Cowboys are not nearly as good. Like, they – because they play a lot of man-to-man. And what happens with man-to-man defense is, guys, two things. Number one, if you're in man-to-man and you motion, the quarterback knows it. And everybody knows it. That's at the tell. Like, the guy goes in motion, someone runs with him. It's man-to-man. It's easy. No one runs with him. It's just zone. Everybody's kind of sliding, just, you know, holding their spot. The other thing that happens is Communication. You have man-to-man defense, you start going You start going motion, all it takes is for somebody to miscommunicate one simple word or exchange, and there you go. So I would think the Bills would know that, and we, we have seen more motion anyway from mm-hmm. Joe Brady, but I think that this would be the game where you'd really want to lean into that. Plus you get, I think you get an added benefit with Allen running against man, just guys turning their backs, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, depending on the play call, and we're at a, we're at the we seem to be at the point of the year where the the, uh, the restrictor plate, as they say, is is you know yeah. it has been discarded, and the, the Bills are rightly using this weapon um, in in recent games. So we'd like to think that would happen here too. Yeah, and and you mentioned Kincaid being healthy. I'll just make sure everybody knows that there's no injury designation for him for this game. So he's playing. Same thing with Taron Johnson. Now all. Both those guys were limited all three days this week, including today. But there's no game injury designation. That means they're playing. We already knew, and Sean told us on our radio program today in his weekly spot, A.J. Epinesa and Micah Hyde are both out. They're ruled out. There are two players questionable, but neither of those players are actually on the active roster. Uh, Kyrie Elam and Justin Shorter have gone through the week. Kyrie Elam, this is his second <laughs> week now where he's gone through the week. And questionable to play, meaning like, hey, they could still elevate. They could still activate either one of them. I do wonder, McDermott said today that there's a chance Micah Hyde could go on IR. They're still gathering information. A, obviously that's concerning for Micah because of his situation with his neck, right? B, that would open a roster spot, and I wonder if one of these guys would fill that roster spot. Boy, somebody called me on Wednesday, Sal, when Mike was off, and asked about Shorter, you know, thinking about the future Mm -hmm. because Davis is a free agent and, you know, body type-wise, like Shorter's the closest duplicate they've got on the roster, maybe Sherfield, I don't know. But, like, Short is a big guy, maybe has the potential to be, like, a, a Davis replacement. And the guy was wondering, like, you know, you think they'll they'll get around to that? And I'm like, I don't know, they're battling for their playoff lives. It's not like try out Justin Shorter time. And then I found out they, they, they opened his practice window. I don't know, how significant is it that they've opened his practice window? Like, do you think, do you think he gets activated and sees snaps at some point this year? Well, let's start with I was surprised. I really thought they'd give him a redshirt year this year, other than maybe if there was an injury at wide receiver. Like, to me, it always screamed like, they're just going to give this guy a redshirt year, and then next year, you know, he'll come right back and he'll have a whole year in the system practicing. Yeah, I wonder now, though. Now, 
There's two ways, though. They could activate him, and it doesn't mean that he's going to be all of a sudden taking snaps away from Gabe Davis. I mean, ha- right. Dante Hardy can't get on the field, right? right. Andy Isabella gets elevated. He's not seeing the field. So I don't think that would happen. I can't see a scenario where Justin Shorter starts taking reps away from Gabe Davis. Is anything possible? Sure. Maybe he had the greatest week of practice in the history of wide receivers, and they're like, we got to play this guy, right? I mean, that could happen. I have no idea. Uh, but it just screams to me. I think what's happening here is they act. They, they opened his practice window now. This is the first week. He's still got two more weeks to practice after this. You could have an injury. Let's slow play it. If there's an mm-hmm. injury, then you got a guy that's been practicing for a couple of weeks. It's not like you have to just start, oh, my God, we got to activate this guy, and he's got two days, right? right now, right. okay, he's been here. You're planning for the future just in case. Now, look, if you go 21 days and he doesn't get activated, he's done for the year. So you're picking a risk, and you're playing that game. As I sit here today, because of the Micah injury and what we just said, yeah, I think it's possible. Probably more so maybe for Kyrie to get activated because – He's not a rookie. He's been around, and he's also on the defense, and he's in the secondary. That would be the move right there. But I wouldn't rule out Justin Shorter being active. I just, I still say, though, even if he's active, I can't see him at this point in the year. Some, We know the way Sean needs to trust you, right? I mean, that's a, that's a big deal, trusting someone. You know, and, and t- people say they don't play rookies. That's not true. They play a lot of rookies. They played a lot of rookies over the last couple of years. Rookies have taken a lot of snaps and played a lot of time. But there is a trust factor, and this is the time of the year where you better, better, better trust, and they've never even seen him in a game. Well, Shakir is an interesting comparison for this. I mean, given last year, a lot of hype on him, more than on Justin Shorter at any point. And, you know, Mm -hmm. as it got to be the playoffs, they did throw the ball to him some in that game against Miami I'm thinking of. So he was a little bit relevant eventually, but that um, it was a quiet year. Uh, And by the way, on Elam, so this is week two, for him, I mean, he, of course, was not playing anyway. Then kind of out of nowhere, oh, he has an ankle injury and he is on, on IR. Uh, I wonder if he'll be somebody instead, Sal, who gets through next week and it expires and he just is done. Yeah, me too. That's a, There's a decision there, right? Um, it feels like you don't want to do that with Kyrie. You'd like to have him available. At the very least, have him available if he is, even if he's inactive. Um, he has – so basically he was put on IR. I'm sorry, he was – his window opened on the the sixth, so you count forward. Obviously, that would take it till December twenty seventh. But I believe the NFL does give you a, a one day grace period to make the actual roster move. So he could still go to the twenty eighth. So just operationally here, they would have until after the Chargers game, but before the Patriots game to have to make that move. I feel like. It's not a guy that you just want to say, oh, we opened his window, he's not going to play, and he's done for the year. You probably want to have him available because let's, if something does happen to somebody, he's unavailable then. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like even if he's not ready now, do you really want to risk not having him be able to come in and you're going to have to turn – and look, I, you guys know I love Jamarcus Ingram, right? I mean, but like that would be your next guy up to be able to do that or you'd have to sign Josh Norman. I just feel like the smarter play would be to activate him before then. We'll see. Um, I wonder how much they trust him. Given the way the the year has gone, that's uh, at least a fair question. The injury update brought to you by the Barnes firm Car Crash. For help, call 1-800-8-MILLION. You mentioned Hyde's situation, Sal, and you kind of already answered whatever question I might have had here, but um, not not a great situation here for him. No, and and obviously, but Sean said they're still gathering information. I mean, I was encouraged the fact that, you know, he – he was on the sidelines the entire, entire second half last yeah. week, and he was in great spirits, and he was cheering the team on. 
you know, obviously when he had his neck injury last year, he left in an ambulance, and that was tough to see. Um, left on a uh, on a cart. I'm sorry, and I think he I think he ultimately did go to the hospital that night along with um, Dane Jackson that night. But be it as it may, they. I, 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 they are still gathering information. I'm encouraged by that, but that doesn't mean that he's out of the woods, obviously. Um, they may, there's a couple of things that could happen. You know, they may say, okay, yeah, we got information. He's going to miss a couple of weeks, so we'll just kind of wait it out. Or they could say, let's put him on IR. Let's make sure before we bring him back that he checks out, do all the medical stuff, and then we'll, we'll have him for the playoffs. Or we could be looking at something more significant, obviously, and that would really, really, you know, suck for Micah, obviously, and um, for the Buffalo Bills. Now, in his absence... I would think DeMar Hamlin's going to be active. But DeMar would be the fourth safety. You'd start Jordan Poyer and Taylor Rapp. Cam Lewis would be your third safety. When the Bills go dime, Cam would play safety. Taylor Rapp or Jordan would go into the box when that happens. The only way, you know, people have said, well, I've had a lot of people tell me today and, you know, say, say on social media, like, well, you can't play DeMar Hamlin. You know, he just, he's not good enough. The plan wouldn't be to me. They're not going to play DeMar Hamlin unless – Something happened to another safety or even Taron Johnson because then Cam Lewis would have to go to nickel corner. And then tomorrow would even even then tomorrow would still only be your third safety. He wouldn't be your fourth, your second. A lot of shuffling back there. Hamlin has only nine snaps this year on defense. He's got right. some special team snaps and they were all in the Denver game. That's the only time he's been in the lineup uh, defensively for the Bills this year. More of the Duntire Roundtable coming up with Sal Capaccio here, who joins us on the West Her Hotline. We'll talk more about the Cowboys and the playoff picture as well. Mike Shope and the Bulldog Football Friday, presented by Topps Markets. Score big savings and elevate your food game. We'll be back in a snap, brought to you by Snapdragon Apples, the official apple of the Buffalo Bills. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.